Hello, everybody. Good evening. Um, it is Monday, the 6th of March, and you are listening to D to Z on Edinburgh University's Student Radio Fresh Air. Hi, I'm Daisy. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're doing very well this beautiful Monday evening. And there is a beautiful sunset outside. Take a look. It looks very nice, although it might have disappeared by now. If you haven't listened to D to Z before, um, each week we'll be focusing on a new topic with new guests who are related to the topic in some way. There's a mix of music and chats and we'll just get to know our guests. And throughout the show, there'll be opportunities to get your thoughts, opinions and questions in all via the D to Z Instagram. So make sure you're following that. We hit 200 followers. We can do 250. Easy peasy. Um, so head over to at D to Z radio on Instagram. Um, there'll be questions, polls. We have a little quiz coming up. So make sure you head over to that. It is also show seven of season two. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's been this many, so this many episodes, but we have a very, very exciting guest with us in the studio today. I'm talking with Theo about community activism. Woo! <laughs> this is D to Z Radio. I have lived in your city. Sick. Sorry. I'm seven. <laughs> Hello, Theo. Hello. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, sorry. Let me just. Could you? Would you mind testing your mic quickly? Hello. One more time. Hello. A bit closer. Hello. One more. Hello. There we go, mic two. We really need to start labeling the mics in the studio. Um, might do that after this. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Good, good, good. We're very excited to have you here. Um, so, would you please like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, yes, hello, I'm Theo. Um, I am a student here at Edinburgh. I'm in my fifth year of chemical physics. Um, about me, ooh, I don't know. I'm from Cornwall. From from court. What's a Cornwall accent? Cornwall. 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 Or you can say in Cornish, Kerno. 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 So Cornwall's got its own language. I thought Cornish was a dead language. Uh it's not completely dead. I think people thought it died out last century, but actually there was always some speakers. Um, wow. So there was yeah there was they thought that there was this one person that was the final speaker, but actually it had lived on. And it's uh, currently being revived, which is quite interesting. Amazing. So yeah, there's like there's a few hundred speakers and there's like a few initiatives to get more kids speaking at oh, schools. Oh, that's great. So yeah, I did learn it at primary school for a, a year or two, but... Can you say anything in Cornish now? <sighs> Minder. Glan Dynasty. Glan Dynasty. What does that mean? I think that, I, to be honest, that might be wrong. Oh. Or you could say Kerno uh, Bisviken, which means Cornwall forever. Cornwall forever. Uh, which, you know, like has a slight nationalist sound to it but <laughs> it's, what people, it's what some people say perfect so, yeah. <laughs> whereabouts in Cornwall are you from? Uh, Truro and Falmouth originally okay. and then nice. recently moved to Loo which is like in the southeast near Plymouth lovely so, lovely yeah um, so you're studying chemical physics I am you're in your final year yep we're in the in the in the final stages of uh, trying to get a degree I hate to tell you but you are the oldest person on DTC so far I mean oh not a fourth year but a fifth year a fifth year oh my goodness and we'll be staying in Edinburgh hopefully for an extra year yes yes hopefully hopefully Depending. so you may be wondering why Theo won't just be hanging around riding his bike playing touch rugby he is running for VP community Theo I'd love you to explain what that is 
yes, thank you, Daisy. Um, so I'm running for VP Community, which is one of the five uh, sabbatical office positions at the Edinburgh University Students Association. Um, so the student elections are happening at the moment. Voting opens at 10 o'clock this morning um, and runs until 5 o'clock this Thursday, the 9th of March. Um, and there's lots of roles um, that people are standing for. There's the five sabbatical officer positions, um, and these are full-time paid roles. Um, there's a presidential role, and then there's four vice president roles. Um, and then there's lots of other roles as well. There's um, liberation officers. Um, I think there's five of those. So there's like a women's officer, a trans and non-binary liberation officer. Um, and there's also international students representatives and then also school representatives. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's great. It's covering all bases. I th- yeah. I mean, I think that the whole point of these elections is to make sure that every group of students at the university is represented. Um, that's the whole gist of it. Um, so yeah, every matriculated Edinburgh University student can vote. You can be, if you're an international student here, on exchange for a semester, you can vote. Um, if you're a PhD student, you can vote. It's, it's the whole shebang. Yeah, it's really cool. So as so you're running for VP community. Can you tell me a little bit about what that role involves? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, so VP community is the, it's got the brief of essentially the interaction between the university and the wider Edinburgh community. Got it. Um, if that makes sense, it's a bit like abstract and VP community is like, it is about community, but it's also like housing and sustainability and transport. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a broad role. It's quite, you know, I think people would say that there's big problems in those areas. Mm, I think for sure. Student housing, especially yeah. um, at the moment. So it's quite a, an important position. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a full-time role representing students to the university to the wider mm. community um working within the students association um so yeah it's, exciting. it's it's a major role because if you get voted into this which hopefully you do because everybody i know is endorsing you and has voted for you um you have to take a sabbatical year but it's a 12-month contract yep paid yep you have access to university facilities I think so. Somewhat. I, I, I think I think you continue to be a matriculated student. I don't know the ins and outs of what that actually means, but <laughs> I mean, super, super exciting. Yeah. And your face will be on TV at somewhere, won't it? Oh, I don't want to be on TV. <laughs> they make you're already in Bristow Square. Yeah. And outside the library, I just realised they have um, around the university, like banners up of who you can vote for and like little snappy sentences about what you're standing for but we'll get a little bit into Theo's manifesto later and also we've got a nice little segment towards the end of Theo's tips for Theo's top Theo Theo's sorry it's a tongue twister Theo's top five tips um, how you can get involved with community activism and so that will be very interesting but Let's play one of your songs. Yeah. I have no clue why you chose these ones, so I'm really ready to hear that. Or is it just random? No, well, I was just like, oh my goodness, Daisy has asked me to pick three songs. Uh, how do I pick some <laughs> vaguely socially acceptable music? <laughs> uh, so I like to look through my Spotify raps and I was like, you know what? That's not that bad. Uh, why? What's so bad about I don't know. Stuff? It's just, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm quite peculiar in how I... I don't like sharing what music I listen to all that much. Okay, um, nice. I don't know why, but I, yeah. I saw this thing on Instagram and it was like, music is a window into someone's soul. I mean, yeah. I think it is. Like, For sure. It definitely reveals a lot about a person. 
So, which song would you like to reveal stuff about you then? Do you want me to give you your options? Go on. Okay, your songs are Staring in the Sun, uh, AM 180, or Future People. I reckon let's go with AM 180. Let's do that. Here is AM 180 by Granddaddy. Enjoy! A funky song. I liked it. That's good. Yeah, it's good. I, like, what other, what type of music would you say that is? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it's like late nineties, early two thousands, grungy electronic alt rock. Ooh. Whoa. Okay, I that know. was that was <laughs> that's good description. I was wondering earlier if you were going to ask me that, and I was like, I'm going to say that. Uh, so, like, there you go. It sounded natural. You should have just owned it and pretended well, that you do it. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's good. I liked it. I liked the song. Um, yeah, it's a good, 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 good song. But I have a few questions about EUCC. Can you firstly explain to me what EUCC is? Because I didn't know what it stood for until we started that the episode prep. EUCC. Yeah. Have I said it wrong? E E EU. What are you trying to say? EU. SA? SA. The Student Association. Yeah. Yeah, SA. What's EUCC? I mean, to my mind, that's Edinburgh University Cycling Club or Canoe Club, I guess. Cycling Club. Oh, God. (laughs) So, EU. EUSA. SA. USA. Okay, USA. EUSA. So, yeah, that's the Edinburgh University Students Association. Um, Do you want me to talk about it? I'd love for you to talk a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, so Edinburgh University Students Association is the body that, like, it's a separate institution from the university. It's a separate entity um, and basically it advocates for students, represents students, um, feeds all of that stuff back to the university um, and, like, facilitates that. It also provides lots of important services to students, um, whether that's, like, through the advice place where they can give you help on like housing and like other affairs like oh my you know if you've got visa problems while you're studying mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that and then there's also a commercial side to user um, so that's things like running TV uh, big cheese big cheese ops on big cheese um, I have been three times twice in my first year and then once like five or six weeks ago I think it is <laughs> It's objectively good fun if you go with enough of your friends that you can just like saturate your field of view with just your friends. Very true. But otherwise it's just a bit like, I don't know what's going on here and this music is a bit dubious. What's the music? <laughs> well, it's Big Cheese, I guess. It's just, have you not been? <laughs> well, here's my, I've got a bone to pick with Big Cheese. You can pass this on if you get elected. Sure. I went in Freshers Week, my first ever night out in Edinburgh. I paid £12 entry. Oh my goodness. And then got in and it was awful. There was like three people there. And I was like, wow, Edinburgh nightlife is really crazy right now. So I haven't been back since. I think mid, like in the middle of term time, provided there's not like deadlines or exams, yeah. it generally gets pretty saturated. Really? I think like in my freshers week, people were like, there was people not getting in because it was... No way. I, th- I think, I mean, that might just be a complete lie. But oh, £12 is extortionate. I mean, though. that is, I don't think it was that the other day. I think it was like three or four quid. Yeah, that is so. good. That is good. And they've got fun events going on and stuff. Um, so you've been going to Big Cheese. What else have you been up to, Theo? Because you're a busy man. I am a busy man. I, you could call me oversubscribed. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah. We can judge at the end of this list that, that I have before me if you are oversubscribed. Oh my goodness. Where are we starting with? I'd like to start. Well, let's talk about firstly your day to day. You, you have been outside the library. I have, yes. Today I was, well, I spent the morning organizing a few things, um, putting together the information and email list for a rewilding trip that I'm organizing on Sunday. Um, so I'm taking a group of students down to the, um, down to the borders to rewild some of the hills around no there. No way. Um, so yeah, I was just putting some information together for that. Um, that's, so let's quickly explain what rewilding is because I have a little section and one of my songs is linked to rewilding because ever oh since goodness. you were explaining to me yesterday it is so interesting yeah so I, I'd love for you to explain what rewilding is okay um, so rewilding is generally the practice of returning the natural environment to what it was before humans came along um, I think it's different in all sorts of different ways based on like the geography and the history of the landscape. Um, but in Scotland, for example, in the borders, there used to be a massive forest covering the hills, um, like south of Edinburgh and north of the Pennines. Um, and then through the introduction of humans and then bringing along like livestock, like sheep, and then also like, because they bring along livestock and like agriculture develops, um, that causes problems with predators. So like, you know, like, Scotland used to have native wolves, um, all sorts of like predatory animals wow. like that. But I think the last wolf went extinct in Scotland like a few hundred years ago. Oh no. And then because you like deplete the natural predators, then like deer run rampant because there's like, there's no control of the population. Um, and generally what that means is that the natural landscape just becomes quite degraded. And any like tree saplings, for example, um, that are like the backbone of the ecosystem, just get nibbled away when they're young and then the whole forest disappears. Um, so what the Borders Forest Trust, the charity that we're going to work with um, and have worked with before are doing is they've they've taken like samples of the soil going back like a few thousand years, I think. And then they've looked at the pollen and then from that they've been able to like reconstruct what plants were there before humans came along and like changed the landscape. So it's like... The whole idea is to return it to what it used to be, right? And they're, they're using like an evidence-based approach to do that, not just saying like, oh, we guessed it was yeah. these trees. Let's go and plant some of these trees. I mean, they're scientifically going back in time and like bringing that for forward again. I think that's so cool. It is quite, it is quite cool. It's like, it's like Jurassic Park, but like oh, not in a bad... Wow, what but, a good comparison. But not in, a, not, not in like a, oh my goodness, this is really scary. <laughs> All the dinosaurs are going to escape way in a like... Oh no, that's some nice, that's some nice biodiversity yeah. kind of a way. Oh great! Oh, and how do people, like you said, you're taking a group of students down? How do people get involved with something like that? Yeah, so the trip I'm organising is through the Mountaineering Club. Um, so I'm the Environmental and Sustainability Secretary this year. Um, Fantastic. So that's part of my role is trying to get people involved in these sort of positive environmental activities. Um, but the Borders Forest Trust are great. They work with the communities, um, and there's like a number of different societies at Edinburgh that do this sort of thing of trying to get people out into the environment and like segueing into my manifesto in, a, in a very blatant way. <laughs> um, as something I'd really love to do more is to like get more students involved in these sorts of things because yeah. I think, you know, climate and the ecological emergencies like are scary things. A lot of people are very, 
worried about them um, like people talk about climate anxiety as like a, a big mm. problem for people in our generation and like generations to come and actually doing some small positive environmental action like as a community is a really really helpful way to tackle that and like feel like you're doing something positive and it's like it's just great to spend time in nature um, and yeah. be outdoors so absolutely get more people doing that absolutely like yes of course I love that um, I'm so tempted to join Mountaineering Society it looks so much fun I mean you drive the van don't you I'm to a, take them up I'm a minibus driver I mean that is good not only is he an environmental warrior but he is also a van driver guys I mean wow. it's not quite a forklift right but <laughs> I, I mean so cool I think it's also super important for um, like to also appreciate the nature we have in Edinburgh I think as a city we have such a nice mix of like urban we like shops and stuff I guess and then we have like Holyrood I was like just took myself out on a hike the other day and I was like that's really nice like just being in nature and like you said if that's pushed forward even more like you mm -hmm. would do if you were elected I think it would be fantastic yeah no I'm, I'm passionate about being outdoors I think it's incredibly rejuvenating for people um, and I think it's just like breaking down the barriers barriers to get more people involved with it because I don't think people think like oh what am I going to do this weekend like maybe I'll cut about in the city and go charity shopping. Mm. Not like, oh, let's go somewhere really cool outdoors and mm. see some amazing wildlife mm. and like regenerate it. It's so. Is there a mountaineering Instagram or website or something people can go to? There is, yeah. It's the EUMC um, on Instagram, um, and we've also got a website. Um, if you just Google Edinburgh University Mountaineering Club, you will come across it fantastic um, I defo encourage everyone to go have a look at that it looks like heaps of fun it is good times can people still join the trip on Sunday uh, technically should be members only I'm afraid right guys um, get yourself being a member and then for the next well, wilding trip yeah like yeah exactly um, but Vote for vote for me for VPC and we'll we'll get every student out there. <laughs> Absolutely, and D to Z is officially endorsing Theo for VP community. Oh my uh, you have my vote. I've already voted. I know many people I know have voted. I will f also force my flatmates to vote for you, um, even though they would do it anyway because your manifesto was so fantastic. But. I was thinking about the songs I was going to choose for this episode, and I went a little bit more literal because. Um, yeah, I so one of the songs I chose is called Woodland by the Paper Kites. I think just the connection of the title. Um, it is also a very hopeful song. Um, so, and I thought this is quite a hopeful episode. The policies that you're pushing, it's, it's inspiring, as is this song. <laughs> um, so I hope you enjoy Woodland by the Paper Kites. Run, don't trail behind, keep moving the beast, won't stop to a death. Like you just told me, a very, very happy song. Very happy. You could play that, guys, while mountaineering. <laughs> you could. You could. I should be publicity sec for Mountaineering Club. I mean, Daisy, you should be publicity sec for every club. Thank you, darling. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm actually going for publicity sec for Fresh Air Radio. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know why I revealed that, but I might not even get it. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, also, just got elected publicity sec for rugby, which is exciting. Awesome. So stay tuned. There will be TikTok account going crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to re-download it, aren't I? <laughs> it is addictive. I mean, yes, in a good and bad way. In a clever way. Clever way. I think the algorithm. They they hook you. Oh, yeah. I have to set myself a limit on it. Um, great song. That was Woodlands by the Paper Kites. Um, we've got a lot more ground to cover because you're not just mountaineering. You're not just lobbying around the library. You're also riding bikes. I am. Tell me about your bike story, Theo. Well, I mean, bikes are great, I think. They are great. I, I enjoy riding a bike as objective good fun because riding a bike is objectively good fun. Um, but they're also quite liberating tools to help people move around their city. Bikes, liberating tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, there's like um, a friend of mine says that just riding a bike in Edinburgh is quite a radical act in itself. How um, come? What we? Well, it's just like I don't know. I feel like in many ways our cities aren't designed for people to ride their bikes um, because there's not like proper infrastructure because there's loads of cars on the roads because people driving those cars don't necessarily drive them that safely um, and just generally like there's not the incentives that there are in other countries for people to ride their bikes and so like just by getting on your bike and cycling around you're sort of saying like you know what I'm here I'm riding my bike like I'm traveling sustainably and efficiently and you can't stop me nice so yeah. I love that gosh that's great like a mini revolution yeah I think so every time you get on your bike yeah. I really like that. I have been trying to find a bike and I asked you yesterday for some tips because there are these cool secondhand bike shops in Edinburgh, mm -hmm. like cha bike charity shops. So people will donate their old bikes um, and then refurbish them professionally and then they sell it on. So it's basically new. And I know you went to go speak to the bike shop a few days ago. Yes. Well, mostly just because I need to pick up some brake pads for my oh. bike. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I know I know them there. Um, yeah, it's a charity in Edinburgh. I think they've also got a shop in Perth um, called The Bike Station, just on Causeway Side, which is like halfway from central campus towards Kings. Um, nice. And yeah, they just do some like awesome work, recycling bikes, getting more people involved in active travel, which is traveling actively so it's like walking yeah. wheeling and cycling um and just generally like advocating for healthier cities so yeah nice yes. uh and you're also part of the critical mass cycle ride i am indeed so this is a monthly bike ride that gets loads of people together in edinburgh what tell me a bit about that yeah so it's a a really fun friendly positive atmosphere um basically we leave the meadows at two o'clock on the last saturday of every month um, we leave from like just near Uplands Roast, if you know where that is, just near the main library. Uplands Roast, yes, where that's they the do little, the amazing hot chocolates. Yeah, that's the little the little coffee van. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we cycle to a different part of the city. It's like, we get like hundreds of people on bikes, all sorts of shapes and sizes. Like we get young families coming along and we get nice. like older people and we get students and we get like everyone in between. Um, it's a really like diverse, fun group of people. And basically it's just a really safe, accessible atmosphere. Um, for people to ride their bikes on streets where like some people only feel safe doing that when they're on a critical mass ride yeah so like it's really great to like liberate people to let them enjoy that experience um, and it's also like it's not just 
like for the person doing it it's like we're also advocating for change like the city council can look at critical mass and be like oh look every month hundreds of people get on their bikes and cycle around and listen to music and wave at everyone and they're doing that because they want to see better bike lanes they want to see better infrastructure they want to see us like build more sustainable healthy cities um so yeah it's it's a really amazing thing to be part of like just come along to one to anyone like if you don't have a bike borrow your friend's bike yeah come along like it's just such a good pie atmosphere it's just like great fun love it love it um there's a line in your manifesto which i really liked and i think links to this it is you want to organize for students to get involved with positive environmental activities helping us to manage climate anxieties and direct our righteous anger in efficient ways which i think is great have you struggled dealing with climate anxieties i think i think that like I think maybe not in so much as an anxiety, but more in terms of just like a, I don't know, a climate depression of just like, oh gosh, like there's just so, there's so much wrong with the state of the world and climate is the biggest challenge we face and yet politicians consistently fail on it. And it's not, climate's not going to affect everyone equally. Like there's disadvantaged people in the world, people in the global south, in developing countries where they are going to bear the brunt of the failures of Western politicians and Western business groups and Western vested interests. And I think that's just not very happy, I think. But I, I don't want to come on here and be all climate doomy because... Well, it's important to acknowledge. It's important to acknowledge, but I think that's a big problem is that a lot of people lose hope in that, in the scale of and the injustice of it. And there's, you know, there is scope for change. There is scope for us to do positive things, for us to do all sorts of different things. To Definitely. advocate for a better future. Definitely, and it is fascinating. I did last semester a course uh, in international relations, politics for a changing world, and there was a super interesting week we did, like the North and South global divide. And we were taught about how Bill Gates, uh, I think he went over to, uh, I can't remember where specifically it was, but it was this these local farmers and he helped like push these initiatives when it just ended up damaging the local communities disrupting stuff like that I, I mean I don't, don't know the details of it but it was interesting and that was a great course so I would recommend taking that if possible I don't know if you <laughs> if you want to learn more about that um, but the mass cycle ride sounds great I'm going to try and borrow somebody's bike and do it on yeah. the last Saturday of the month um, super happy like great great way to get involved in the community yeah for sure and I think it's it's not just students that come along to it it is like a really broad group of people that come along um, which is just like I think it's just great as a student to like get involved outside of the student community I think that's like fundamental yeah to like building the relationships that we need to to just I don't know just just build happier healthier communities it's it's really important and I've I've really like I've really enjoyed a university being very involved in very studenty things but then also just having friends that have lived in Edinburgh for like 30 years yeah. or like you know all sorts of different things so it's great trying to like get out of the student bubble and engage I guess in that, that real Edinburgh community yeah for sure because as students we're not gonna see the lasting impact of like I don't know like uh, bad infrastructure on the on the roads because we'll be out in four years or something yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people who study at Edinburgh do end up staying here 
but I mean that's you know that's even more of an argument to get involved with the community as soon exactly. as you can exactly exactly and that's what Theo would do if you vote him for VP community, which you can do. Um, I've tagged him in the announcement post. Please head over to his Instagram, which is? Uh, Theo number four, VP community. Theo number four, VP community. Link in bio. You can read his manifesto and you can vote for him. You do have to be an Edinburgh University student, though. Sorry to DTC listeners who are not. Come to Edinburgh and then you can. Well, yeah, and, and get yourself involved in the democracy that you can where you are. Nice. I love that. Let's spread that round as well. Um, but do not fret. It's not all doom and gloom because I'm going to play the song that I associated with the critical mass cycle ride. Can you have a guess what it is? I don't know. What's a song associated with bicycles? Is it the Queen one? This is the Queen song, Bicycle Race. Please enjoy. I also want to ride my bicycle where I like, except I don't have one. Well, we can sort that out. Really? I think yes. Thanks, there, there is a bike with your name on it somewhere oh, nearby. Oh, that's lovely. Really, with Daisy on. Well, maybe not. We, we can, we can, we can put the name on. Oh, I'd love that. Yep. I would love that. <laughs> um, so we're making our way slowly but surely through the list of Theo's experience. We have just to remind everyone. Going round Edinburgh, speaking and engaging with students. Critical mass cycle ride. Uh, sustainability rewilding I mean so good but now I'd also love to talk a little bit about your work on student housing which I know is very important to you because you're a member of Living Rent yep tell me a little bit about Living Rent uh, yep so Living Rent is Scotland's tenants union um, which essentially you can think of it as like a trade union but for people in tenancies so that's people in private rented tenancies that's people in student accommodation that's people in social housing um, and it's a mass membership organisation that is owned by the members is run by the members and is run for the members um, and it's at the forefront of pushing for better housing across Scotland it's a really awesome organisation to be a part of um, and I'd encourage anyone who is a tenant um, to be a member because it's it's great. It's it's not just about like pushing for national policy. We've we've like we've won the rent freeze that came into effect over Christmas. Yeah. Um, that was like a six month rent and rent freeze and eviction ban, um, which in which has really helped private tenants like tackle the cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're like we're fighting at a local level at the City of Edinburgh Council. We're trying to win policy changes there, and then it's also about defending members individually. So if a member has a problem with their letting agent or their landlords where the landlord isn't doing repairs or they're getting a rent increase when it's illegal for them to or they're getting harassed by the landlord all sorts of things like this which people should never have to experience um, in the houses that they pay lots of money for um, what living rent can do is help those members and support them and like empower them to defend themselves um, and win win for members and also it is I mean a great organisation also super inclusive I asked you yesterday, like, is there a joining fee? And I think it's great 
great way because it's an optional amount and it's recommended that you pay, correct me if I'm wrong, an hour worth of your wage per month. Yeah, so if, if you earn 10 pounds an hour and you work a full-time job, then you should contribute 10 pounds a month if mm-hmm. you can. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's open to how much you are personally able to pay. Um, like, as students, students generally will pay less. Um, but it's, 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 it's important that people like pay to be a member, um, which might sound a little bit like contrary to how we think about these sorts of organizations, but that means that it's owned by the members, which gives members like a really important say in mm. the democracy of the union. Um, and it, and it's, a, it's a different model from like charities like Shelter Scotland, um, who like offer legal advice to people in precarious housing, um, because it means it's like, you know, we're there to fight for you. We're not just there to like tell you, oh, you could do this. We're here to be like, we're going to do this with you. We're going to work together and we're going we're gonna to win for you. So. And you did exactly that because Theo, like the absolute boss he is, went to Scottish Parliament for for uh, the it was like a housing. Yeah, it was a it was a student housing and cost of living crisis roundtable event in January this year. I mean, oh, so cool. It was yeah. I mean, what did you get I mean, up to there? I mean, that's the great thing about being a living rent is you get awesome opportunities um, to do stuff like this. So yeah, I was I was invited to go along as a as a member of Living Rent um, to speak with one of my fellow members, um, and we had a great time planning it and then going there and then speaking to MSPs. Uh, so it was it was a student focused event, right? Talking about these issues, and we gathered some testimonies. We went and we delivered them in like a very emotional but coherent way to the MSPs to, to be like look this is the situation like there's there's homeless students there's international students that are like struggling to find housing because they're international students like all sorts of these problems people paying stupid amounts of money yeah. for accommodation that isn't functional yeah. um, and just like a horrendous amount of homeless students and students like deciding to drop out of university because they can't find somewhere to live mm-hmm. um, so that was a really important part of what we did but it's also about offering solutions um, to these problems because there's no point going somewhere and being like problem, 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 problem. Moan, 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 moan. Yeah. If you can't turn around and be like, this is what we need to do to exactly. fix it. And so. you phrased it so eloquently yesterday. You said, they already knew the problems. We told them the problems and we also told them the solutions, which they already knew. Yeah. So it's just, I. it's frustrating that the inaction, but if everybody keeps pushing, if Theo is elected, change I think is hopefully will happen and uh, in terms of housing it's just shocking what's going on in universities I mean I was reading a BBC article yesterday about Edinburgh specifically and it was reported Edinburgh University provided bunk beds in converted common rooms inside halls of residences due to a a shortage of available flats so the university then went on to describe the conditions as a short-term option while the permanent solution was fixed but still but every year they continue to increase student numbers and expect you know it's it's yeah. like you know they're not fixing the problem they're just no getting more money and even to see the tab reporting how much money they are making per day of strikes it's like 80,000 a day mm-hmm. yeah yeah all the money that they're not paying to lecturers they're not there's there's big calls for them to redistribute that. Mm. Um, one of those is to like that money that they've 
saved by not paying university lecturers while they're on strike is to put it into student welfare um, to like improve mental health services but the university hasn't done that yet so there's there's some exciting work um, amongst the like student groups to do that um, but it hasn't hasn't materialised just yet so mm. fingers crossed we can get the university to it's just spreading I guess that knowledge because it's very easy to walk around oblivious to that yeah I think I think that's a big problem is people not <laughs> not being aware of these things and it's like I mean when we talk about the strikes like the university is not inclined to tell people the ins and outs of all the details like they're not an independent mm. actor like you know lecturers are striking against the university yeah um, so it's really quite difficult as students for us to get the full picture of what the situation is yeah which is yeah you have to make an active effort to engage I also read something about somebody commuting by plane and then staying in a hotel for a week. Yeah, I've, I've heard stories of people, of students commuting from Cumbria, which is, you know, a long way away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just all sorts of very silly stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've had, I've had home, I've had friends that have been homeless for months that have just been like sofa surfing, staying in B&Bs, all sorts of, you know, bad housing situations mm, and mm, and even in I have friends in Durham and the housing rush there is at the very start of first year for my friends anyway um, and they had to choose who they were living with straight away because of the complete shortage there is there yeah I mean it's just a race right and that's mm. I mean that's you know if someone just coming to university you shouldn't feel obliged to decide who you want to live with exactly having not known them for more than a, a few months exactly um, I mean it's not a, even that a few weeks yeah, days like yeah yeah it's ridiculous but well, I kind of wanted to see if people were aware um, of like how many students in Scotland Scottish universities have been homeless so put a little poll on the Instagram what do you think people are thinking uh, I don't know we put on 5%, 12% or 20%? And the majority has gone to 12%. Theo, can you tell us the true statistic? Well, they've been reading my manifesto, evidently. They have? Uh, yes, it's a statistic from a recent NUS Scotland report um, that says that 12% of Scottish students have experienced homelessness at some point in their studies, which is like, you know, that's thousands of students mm. um, in this city alone. So it's, you know, the housing crisis is here and now like it's it's been an issue for years and years and politicians have failed to politicians and universities have failed to prepare for it um getting worse and it, and it has and that's you know mm. now now we're at a critical breaking point i think earlier this year in glasgow they said to lots of students actually no you can't start studying here you you, ha you can't come we're not going to let you there isn't enough housing in the city so like you know imagine your life being upturned because you're planning to go to university one year and then your university turns around and you says like no you can't come there's, there's no housing for you here yeah it's not good it's not good at all no and then speaking of like your friends staying in Airbnbs which is interesting we asked the DTC listeners how many short term lets are there in Edinburgh as a city so that means Airbnbs holiday homes short term rentals um, are there 500 5000 or 10,000 what do you think people have said I think they might have gone 5,000. 5,000 is in the majority with 67%. Um, but the true number is closer to 10,000, uh, potentially even more. Um, so yeah, these are, these, are, these are homes that 
before the arrival of um, Airbnb and other short-term rental companies would have been homes for people living in Edinburgh, um, probably like private tenancies. Um, but landlords have essentially been turning these flats into holiday homes because they can charge a lot more rent yeah. to tourists um, to stay for a few weeks during the fringe or during Hogmanay or just generally throughout the year because Edinburgh is a, is a touristy city. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really big problem because that's thousands of flats displaced from housing for people that live here to people that don't live here. Yeah. Um, which just exacerbates all sorts of housing problems. Mm. So that's one thing that Living Rent, I'm involved with the campaign to try and tackle. Um, our campaign's called um, Homes Not Holiday Lets. And we're nice. really, there's a really big opportunity with legislation at the moment um, to get short-term lets regulated to the point where lots of them, because lots of them don't currently have a license or planning permission. Um, and it's going to be harder for them to do that. And they're going to legally have to have those things. Okay. And that's a really good opportunity to Great. get homes for people. Uh, once again, I think you're just proving it's not just about, prob- it's so easy to complain about it, but you're proving again and again, it's not all about problems, you're providing solutions. Also, if you want to provide solutions, after this next song, we will be hearing Theo's top five tips about how you can get involved with community activism. But we're going to play one of your songs now. And, and then we shall reveal the top five tips. Theo, what song? Uh, let's go for the Alabama Shakes one. Let's go for it. This is Future People by the Alabama Shakes. Please enjoy. Another very cool choice from you there, Theo. I mean, what did you expect? I'd, I'd expected nothing less. Um, but what I'm most excited for to get on to now is... Theo's top five tips for community activism. Oh my goodness, exciting times. Um, I know you had to think about this. This is not a short-term like uh, answer you've been thinking about this have you got it up on your computer screen I do I know what I'm going to say uh, oh, let's do it then but, so yeah. number one we have picking something so, that you, oh three two one pick something, something you're, you're passionate, passionate about. about pick something you're passionate about yeah I think that's fundamental if you want to like I think everyone should do something positive for their community um, and I think it only makes sense to do stuff that you're interested in. Um, I mean, like I do housing, transport and sustainability. Other people might want to do like all sorts of different things. There's like, there's heaps of like social and political issues um, for people to get involved with. So yeah, just pick something that you're you're interested in um, and that you've got enthusiasm and knowledge for, and that's great. And when you do that, does it feel like work? No, it doesn't. I mean, like I spend heaps of my spare time doing this sort of stuff and it's just incredibly rewarding. It's like my favorite thing to do, so. Yeah, and like it would be great if other people could find stuff like that as well that they're passionate about. Number two, three, two, one. Have, have a clear, clear vision of, of what you want, want to achieve. achieve. <laughs> yeah, I think this is fundamental. Um, there's lots of people that have got ideas about what they want, but like you've got to be able to deliver a coherent vision of what that is. Um, Solutions are not just problems. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's having a strategy of how you're going to work towards it. Um, because, 
you know you, you, you hear of like these organizations that form where they've got like this one massive issue like here's a brand new organization and we're gonna I don't know fix housing in the whole of the UK yeah. like you can't just like that's a huge win yeah. that you're trying to get and yeah. you've really got to um, lay the groundworks to get there um, and yeah I think just having like a clear vision of what you want to achieve is very important very important love that number three ensure, ensure your, your movement, movement is, is diverse and, and welcoming. welcoming yeah I think when we talk about movements when we talk about like campaign groups interest groups like they've got to be representative of a reasonably large amount of people um, that's how you get a big voice behind them that's how you get like the power of lots of different people pushing for what they want to see change um, and it's incredibly important to include marginalised voices um, voices of those people that might find it difficult to get involved you've got to like really facilitate to make sure that everyone feels welcome um, and able to present their view on what you want to do um, so yeah yeah great number four Build power with the small wins. Yeah, I think this is something that I've learned at Living Rent where it's building up small wins where, you know, for example, I don't know, we help a member to get repairs done at their flat, right? Something like that. And by having these small wins that are quite achievable, you can then look back at them and be like, oh, look, we've done this really cool thing that like builds momentum, that gets everyone psyched. And then you're like, okay, what's the next thing? Nice. And then you can like, you know, it's like a progressive ladder or like a pyramid of you working towards yeah. the end goal of like safe, affordable housing for everyone, right? Yeah. There's these little steps you got to take on the way. And that like galvanizes more people to get involved. Exactly, and little rewards as you go. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's like, you know, you set this like 10 year away goal we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to have won this in 10, ten years. No. And we haven't got a list of anything that we're going to achieve on the way. Yeah. Like that's going to be True. difficult because how are you going to keep momentum going? Wise, 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 wise words. And number five, have, have fun. fun. Just like we have done on this episode today. Exactly. You exactly. have campaigned, but also had fun. Exactly. I think, you know, I you hope. meet, you meet, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you meet amazing people doing these sorts of things. Um, so yeah I think having fun is crucial to everything yeah and that's you know that's what keeps bringing people back right is the rewarding aspect of it all um, there's no point doing something if you don't get anything out of it get something out of it have a laugh meet nice people have nice. fun go to the pub afterwards yeah it's great nice and I think that absolutely ties up your episode very nicely Theo thank you so much for co coming on the show it's been a pleasure voting for the um you sir yeah thanks i was about to say ucc <laughs> voting for the user opens today at 10 a.m and closes on thursday at 5 p.m head over to my instagram i shall be posting the link and also theo's instagram could you please remind us one more time of the tag for that uh yeah it's theo four, four. as in like <laughs> the number four which i'm making with my fingers but you can't see because this is radio <laughs> um vp community Thank you. That's Theo for VP community. Smart. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yep. Um, please go vote. Theo is a fantastic candidate with great ideas. And it's been, a, it's been a pleasure endorsing you. And I'm very happy to support you in this awesome. community journey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Theo. Thank Good you. luck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>